dishing up tasty morsels of tarot wisdom. Oracle Soup with your host, Katrina Wynn and Gina Thies, two saucy sisters, broadcasting from the magnificent Oregon coast and from deep in the heart of Texas. And inviting your questions about tarot, oracles, counseling skills, reading advice, and more. On Facebook, like our Oracle Soup page and share your wisdom. Soup is hot and it's ready to be served. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Oracle Soup. Oracle Soup! (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I am Gina Thies, and I'm here with my dear gal pal and partner in this. Hey, Katrina! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Katrina hey, Wynn. Katrina, Katrina Wynn over here representing the West Coast. Yeah. In the Pacific Ocean. And yes. All those the woods, all the those, trees. You know, I kind of feel like, you know, when you're saying that, you know, you're kind of implying <laughs> I don't have anything nice going on in good old great state of Texas. <laughs> yes, you do. Are you kidding? Are you kidding? You're like the, you're the Tarot um, event queen. You know, you're there, you're doing parties, you're introducing people to the Tarot, you're working in an urban environment, you're doing your thing, girlfriend. This and is then also suburban. I'm in suburbia, honey. No. Well, that's where you live. <laughs> but, you know, there are many, many different, different parts and um that I, I i get to go all over um and you're right in uh doing events and sometimes it is uh, a person's first introduction to tarot so it's pretty exciting um there's anxiety nervousness it, you know all, all a range of emotions um but it's always really good to teach um, and to demonstrate what is capable, what in a very short amount of time, uh, what tarot uh, and what a reading is all about. And so that is, um, you know, these teachable moments. Um, well, speaking we of have. teaching, Gina, you know, that's one thing we both do is we teach tarot, especially at places like conference. And I'm thinking that our listeners have never really heard us talk about all the work and the magic. It goes into producing things like a PowerPoint presentation, you know, or uh, if, if you're a Mac person, it would be a keynote presentation or a slideshow. That's what we used to call them in the old days is a slideshow. And it's, it, 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 within the program, it actually says slideshow and you can animate. And so there are a lot of different um, options and apps to be able to create because um, they're just tools, right? You know, it kind of reminds me of the featured card, which is the Eight of Pentacles. Yeah, Eight of Pentacles, because it's a lot of work, isn't it? It is a lot of work, but, you know, more importantly, to share what I've learned and to help others um, that may be going through um, a sort of challenge or pain or just want to open and learn, you know, be able to to have some techniques or under their belt is um always fun and so um mentorship is also a part of that and that you know i always look at that that comes up for me when the eight of pentacles shows up and i do quite a bit of mentorship 
Yes, yes. And so um, back to the training and using tools such as PowerPoint or Slideshow or other programs that we'll be talking about in the second half, um, bringing it back to that eight of pinnacles, there's something about having your skill down, knowing your art, being, um, I would say, consistent um, and just being a pro. There's something about raising the level of your work to being very, very professional and understanding what product you're putting out for people. And there's some of that in that Eight of Pentacles for a lot of people. I have to admit, in my favorite deck, the Voyager, Eight is more associated with the balance and the idea of balancing many things being, uh, in this case, with a PowerPoint, you have to have your knowledge of Tarot, which is the main reason you're teaching, right? But then there's your knowledge of uh, working with computers. It's your artistic eye and your ability to bring artwork and color and, and really communicate through the imagery itself. And, uh, and it's the fact that you're speaking all at the same time, so there's a lot of juggling and balancing there. So yeah, I can see even other decks that may not use a traditional rider weight imagery, it, it still really applies. Right. So all these components make up and add up to a really wonderful uh, product. So we're going to talk about that in our um, episode. And so I'm sure you'll get a lot out of it. Thanks for tuning in to Oracle Soup. Pull up a chair. And join Gina and Katrina for a bowl of warm and nourishing conversation. Coming up next. Welcome back, our Oracle Soup friends. Now, you know, I'm going to recommend that you start off with a pen or a pencil, a pad of paper or typing because... Gina and I have a wealth of information on this topic, which is basically how to put together educational materials such as a PowerPoint presentation or a slideshow of some sort for teaching, whether it be in person, online, and uh, boy, we've got so much to share. I actually just want Gina to start off first. Just give it to us, girlfriend. Okay. Well, you have to first decide or know what, how, what, how is it's going to be delivered what you are offering so there are webinars in which you could do live webinars with a um, accompanying uh, slideshow or you could do one that is recorded where you know it's it's taking a step by step um, or you know if your presentation is in front of a live audience you may have a, something projected so it's all about what's your venue what's what's happening and so for me, I, I in creating a, 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 a class, I look at, I start out with an outline and I look at my bullet points and then I don't necessarily have a title. I think about what I'm going to be teaching. I think about how long it's going to be, right? So if I have an hour, two hours, and I also think about the majority of times there are adult learners. And so I have to think about how adult learners learn some people are visual some people need our sensors um, some people need more examples they need more time uh, some people are very abstract and so it's like you have to incorporate that especially if you don't know your audience 
Um, in terms of actually PowerPoint creation, um, well, I have a graphic design background, so I think about the visual aspect as well about the information that's going up. So using, um, and I'm a big proponent of little words, uh, you know, you don't want small type on your PowerPoint um, uh, slide because people are going to start reading it and not pay attention to you. So I'm very much into using very little words and more imagery or just keywords that will help me understand what I need to get across. Uh, charts, um, all of those things, I usually, if I'm going to do something like that and requires a lot of text, I print out handouts to go with it. So in terms of design, it's always recommended that you do a header, right? Uh, large and clear and um, the size of the font is actually really important so you got to think about how far back someone is sitting and if they're able to see it because people will disrupt you and say I can't see this I can't see that so um, going to the bullet points breaking up each things into segments so if I have a, an hour class I know that I'm making three bullet points and I've got to make material that's going to be 10 minutes for each of those uh, leave room for an exercise or two and questions Q&A and so um, in terms of the technical part, I won't go into too much of how you can have it on your computer and using speaker tools and things like that. Um, there's plenty of information and you can even uh, look at some YouTube videos as to how to do that. But for me, the most important thing um, in my uh, presentations is getting stuff across with as little uh, fl cl flipping through sl slides and stuff like that. I want the people to pay attention to me uh, and, and not in a narcissistic way. It's, it's, it's uh, really absorb the information. So I break down uh, those things and look at how many slides I can actually go through within a few minutes, you know, within 10 minutes, you know, 10 slides or within five slides. So you have to kind of time it out and practicing your presentation is always really very important. I'm a type of person, I actually script out everything I'm going to say, but not memorize it. It's just to see how that information will roll out. So essentially, um, colors are important to look at, uh, room colors, um, you're, you know, it's like if you're working with an audience, you, you may not want to use neon pink, <laughs> but you may for emphasis. So color scheme, really very important because you want something pleasing to the eye. And um, just paying attention to if you're going to create handouts from your slide that they translate well over in print because some things don't. And so like if you use dark, a really dark grayed out text that may not appear on your printout as well. So things like that are um, to consider. How's that? <laughs> wow. I know there's more, but let's, let's switch gears then a little bit and then maybe we'll, we'll, put both of our heads together towards the end. Sure. Right. So you, you go for it. Tell these people what you do and how you work out your, your presentations. What I love about modern technology and things like PowerPoint, and when I say PowerPoint, also think Keynote or any other program you might be using. I've actually been doing slideshows pretty much my whole adult life because I started off as a photographer and, and sort of a um, kind of a 
visual journalist in many ways. And I would use the, the photographs to tell stories as I would put together these slideshows. And so when I think about putting together uh, a presentation on PowerPoint, I really think, what is the story? What is the journey I'm going to be taking this particular uh, group of people through? And how do I want to pace myself? And I'll tell you, I have a... Um, I don't think you have this problem, Gina, but I have this problem where there's always more information I want to squeeze in than I actually have time for. Yes, I know. <laughs> yes, I am well aware. <laughs> and so that's a huge part in itself. It's like, what's the core of what I'm trying to share with people? And what's more maybe the fluff or the repetition or redundancy? And so you really do want to stay on point as much as possible and use the most salient examples so that really, really reaches people, uh, maybe even touches them emotionally in some way or another. Now, the same thing with if you're putting in an exercise, like Gina was saying, timing is very important. You want to practice it. You want to make sure people have time to actually do the exercise. And as we've noticed in a lot of uh, in-person uh, presentation opportunities, people love turning around and doing the exercise with each other. So in those cases, you actually do want to put more emphasis on what's going on live as opposed to what's going up on the screen. Now, in terms of organizing my material, uh, I do also start with an outline. But what I've noticed sometimes is that if I don't already have the outline written out, I actually start with the PowerPoint program because at the bottom of each page, you can actually type notes. So sometimes I use that as an outline and start from there. And that helps me kind of pace myself. I go, all right, in the beginning, I want to introduce my topic. In the middle, I want to give examples of it and exercises around it. And then at the end, I want to talk about what were the resources I used so that people can look up those things uh, if they want to study more about it. And then also at the very, very end, hey, how do you get in touch with me in case you have some questions or you want to study this further? So those are also key things you, uh, I think is important to keep in mind. Now, what hasn't been mentioned, but we've talked about in other Oracle Soup programs, is how important it is to... Make sure that whatever images you're using, that you have copy written permission to use them. So if you have an original image, something you've created yourself, great. If it's something you're unsure of because somebody else had created it, unless you've actually gotten written permission from that person, I actually don't recommend that you use it, even though it might be the absolute perfect um, example of what you're trying to teach. So those are some of those things to be cautious about. Um, the other thing about PowerPoint presentations is that, um, like in my case, I get to do online with Global Spiritual Studies. I have a whole, I have maybe 20 different recorded classes. And what's really cool is I actually have a PowerPoint presentation, and then there's a little picture of me on video as I'm teaching live to begin with and then it's recorded and so of course it's recorded afterwards and I get to give all of my students my handouts which is a copy of the PowerPoint and they get additional handouts and it's they get to download it before the class so there's something about knowing that I'm going to pace myself a little differently and I'm going to have people follow their handouts as we go through that online course because they may need a little more help but the cool thing is also they can stop if they have the recording and do the exercise so I don't take as much time 
for the exercise when I'm actually recording it live, which is very different from a live situation where you're teaching at a conference. You really want to make sure you've built in enough time and then add another five minutes to it or whatever to make sure everybody's had a chance to do the exercise and you can wrap it up neatly. And here's the other thing about um, teaching these type of presentations that I find that sometimes people will do their PowerPoint and then the whole class sort of ends or falls apart or something. And I do believe that when people come together as a group to learn something, it's also nice to have some kind of focus or some kind of clean ending to it that brings the focus back to something. So when that people leave, they don't feel like they just sort of like, what happened to this class, you know, that they actually ended with something that they're going to remember and take with them. Those are awesome, really, really important points. You know, we are so connected, sister. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here. No, really, as you're mentioning that, I'm sitting and thinking, what else could I mention that would be really useful? Oh, yeah. And I mean, whether you're, you're, you're new to it or seasoned, crowd control is always a, a very important part. Uh, and what I mean by that, controlling your audience uh, or having control in, in within the presentation because activities, discussions can go all over the place. And so even a question, a single question can throw off your whole presentation. And so you want to be able to address or take in a person's question, right, but still be able to maybe it, it, it's, it's off topic. And so if it's off topic, your whole, you know, you're just going to go down that rabbit hole and you want to bring it back. You want to bring it back. And so what I what, what I've learned to do is if someone whether they're being disruptive or they're, they're, they they just have a burning thing and they want to take over is really say we, we're going to put something on the park. I call it the parking lot. Um, you can even have a board and have a sticky note and say let's write that down and we'll address it during Q&A or after um, I'll find that information out and I'll get with you later, but I don't want to ignore it. So being able to maintain so that you can get through because it's really easy to get sidetracked um, if someone um, is not quite <laughs> having the same agenda. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And that's a whole nother topic. Yeah, we can, we can, that can we happen can. whether you have a PowerPoint or not. Right, <laughs> right. If you're not comfortable with using technology or struggling with the design aspect on the computer, some people may want to use the, the tarot cards themselves as, if it's a tarot class or use flip charts, good old-fashioned flip charts charts and papers and markers uh, sometimes there there may be a chalkboard and or a whiteboard uh, available and you can just kind of pre uh, write things up there or just kind of you know do it as you go along if you're more of a hands-on person so um, you know and then there's always prepared. the hands out and, the and then you can just work straight from your handouts <laughs> yeah. that's that's true because then what if the projector fails right now here's the other side of it technology wise this happens often <laughs> and so I even prepare I make sure that I have a backup so that for instance if I bring my laptop and for whatever reason the program's not going to work on my laptop then I have one of those little memory sticks right and I have a backup and maybe I can use it in somebody else's computer which also brings up the fact that depending on what version you're working with sometimes you want to put it in a PC version as well as a Mac version because if you have to use a machine that's different from your own the other thing that's 
really key is making sure that you have an adapter or the right connection between your computer and whatever the projector is. I've and I've got that plenty of times. So I've got this really cool three-in-one, so it covers three different types of connectors. And I always bring it with me because even if I don't need it, I think somebody else might need it. And I here's the, had and that here's the, happen before. Yes. <laughs> and another thing is, of course, you can always use the re- remote pointer or, or uh, the thing that actually moves your slides up and forward. Um, there's lots of really cool doodads you can use. But you, I, I find that even if I practice beforehand and they work perfectly – Sometimes they just decide not to work in the middle of your presentation. Always have a backup plan. Don't freak out. And the other thing is with modern technology, some of us like to use our uh, different things like iPads, you know, and other devices. Yeah, yeah, tablets. Mm -hmm. Yeah, tablets. So there are ways of putting things like PowerPoint presentations on your tablet. But again, just make sure you have the right connector between your device and whatever that projector is going to be. And so you can usually email or contact the organizer ahead of time and see if they know. And if not, just bring a couple of variations so you're covered. That is preparation, preparation, preparation is the name of the game out of anything. I think that is the most useful thing because people are like, okay, I'm comfortable with that. And something else we may actually discuss further on um, is, okay, you have your presentation, but how do you get to present? Uh, How do you get opportunities to present? And so I think that would be something a lot of people would be interested in. So if you have some questions, you know how to contact us. You can email us. You can uh, go on our Facebook page. Um, And of course, we have... um, our own separate not only the oracle soup facebook page but we have our own individual websites so there are many many ways to contact us um for questions mentoring um or 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 the help that you may need absolutely because what do we do we like to help don't we gina we do we are (laughs) bundles of help spending time with us at Oracle Soup. We invite your comments and topic suggestions on our Facebook page, also named Oracle Soup. Be sure to visit our website, oraclesoup.wordpress.com for hot new servings of our saucy talks, as well as past podcasts stored in our Oracle Soup pantry. And visit our individual websites and learn more about our dynamic offerings. Katrina Wynn, at tarotcounseling.org. Counseling is spelled C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G. And .org is like Oregon. Gina Thies at tarotadvisor.com. Advisor is spelled A-D-V-I-S-O-R. This podcast is intended only to provide a summary and general overview on matters of interest. It is not intended to be comprehensive, nor does it constitute legal advice or legal opinion. You should seek legal or other professional advice before acting or relying on any of the content. And thanks again for listening to Oracle Soup. Y'all come back now.
so fast.